episode 179, Diving Deeper, Exploring What Lies Beneath the Surface. Welcome to Beyond Your Comfort Zone. I'm your host, Cami Banks. I'm a mother of four and a certified lightweight and triathlon coach. I'm a lover of people, watermelons, and triathlons. I'm here to assist you in losing weight and gaining lasting health. I love helping others improve their food and exercise and get the results they want. And along the way, they become mentally and physically tough. It's a wild and fun ride, and I can't wait for you to be a part of it. Let's go. Hello, my friends. Welcome back. So fun to be here. I always love this time of day when I get to sit down and share all the things that I've been thinking about and reflecting on and put them in a way that will be helpful for you and tools that you can hopefully apply to your life and in whatever you're doing day to day. Um, So it started out last week and I was going to do a swim and I'm in the middle of my training block. So I'm, I'm six weeks out from Ironman North Carolina 70.3. So I'm getting ready to do this swim and it's kind of been a rough week, like physically, because I'd been gone so much in August and then um, emotionally, I'm just just trying to figure things out. So I get to the pool and I've been thinking about this idea of what happens below the surface, which is super perfect for an idea when I'm actually going to swim. And a lot of the stuff that happens in swimming happens under the surface. So this was really interesting. So I'm thinking about this and then I'm getting ready to swim. And my swimming has actually not been very up to par since my surgery, which is ironic because it's my lower body, right? My knee where I got the surgery and a lot of stuff that happens in swimming is the pole in your upper body, but it's still, you have a kick. Um, So you, you use your whole body. It's total body activity. So I'm swimming and I'm like, I, and I was struggling emotionally. So I didn't really, really want to go to the swim, but I did it anyways. And I'd already swam a bike because I hadn't done the swim the day before because I didn't want to, because so much was going on. So I'm already in kind of like, kind of a funk, but I'm like, you know what? One thing I know for sure, especially with training and especially about life is to keep moving forward, one step forward. And whether that be moving forward and then making sure you have your recovery and that moving forward process, whatever that is indicative for me. And it's so imperative for me to keep doing that. So I don't just get stuck in, in the frustration or stuck in the overwhelm or the doubt or anything like that. So I still go up and swim. I show up and swim and I'm like thinking about this concept under the surface. So I go and I'm remembering lots of different things about what was bothering me. So it's kind of like flowing through my head and I was doing my warm up, Not very good. Then I have to do fifties and I have to do one fifth. No, I have to do 25s and fifties and then I'm going to go into two hundreds. So as I'm getting faster and faster as I'm doing my sprint workouts, I was really starting to concentrate on what was happening under the surface. And I was starting to pull a lot harder. And I was realizing as I was pulling harder, though, that I was starting to get panicky about my breathing because you pull harder. And so you start breathing heavier and then you have to make sure your breathing matches the rhythm of the pull so that you can keep going. And, you, and the idea behind my workout was to get faster and faster. And so I kept doing this and I would, I would see myself every 200. I would doubt myself every 200. Can I hold this pace? Can I hold this pace? Because my paces were coming back to pre-surgery and I haven't seen these paces since pre-surgery since, since, and it's been like, what, 16 months? I don't know how long it's been. 
And so I'm starting to doubt myself, but I had this seed of possibility that I knew that I could do this. Like I had practiced enough that I'm like, I know I can get back to this. So there was this little tiny seed of possibility that was planted. And I was, and as you pull through the water, it propels you forward. And it's actually really important that you get the <laughs> propel forward or else you don't really move as fast. And I was thinking back to um, uh, when I first started swimming a lot of years ago and I would watch people swim and I'm like, wow, they make it look so easy on the top, right? Cause all you can see is the arm coming up. I'm like, well, this is so interesting. And as I started swimming, I started actually getting, um, I, I would meet with coaches and they would Feel me underwater so we could see what was happening under the surface. And there was a lot not happening and things that, that weren't supposed to be happening, happening. And it was just so intriguing. And as I, like, I've, I've learned these tools. I've been swimming for a long time now, right? I've been triathlete for a long time and I'm just like, oh yeah. And I started working on these and I was pulling through and I was like actually making sure that had my arm up, you know, and my elbow was high, all the different techniques, which doesn't really matter for the story. But every time I'd finish a 200, I would match my pace. And I was like, this is happening. And I'm like, it is hard. And I'm breathing hard and I'm working hard. But I was noticing what my pull was doing. And I stayed conscious through the pull. Most of the time, like once the pull starts, I wasn't staying conscious enough. It was under, it was started happening under the water. And I was like, whatever my body's going to do. And I actually can't see the back part of it. Then it's just going to happen. So it's habitual. And I was really staying conscious of it. So anyways, I'm leaving the pool after this awesome swim I've had. And I remember I had to bike and run before. So it is kind of ironic that I'd have a good swim because I was pretty tired. But it was so profound to me that I'm like, this is actually what we're going to talk about today. We, I want to talk about what goes on below the surface. What is happening beneath what we can see? There's a lot of invisible stuff happening. For me, I started watching it as much as I could when I was swimming, but it's the invisible work, the stuff that happens under the surface that really will be the change that happens is having us dive deeper and understanding things metaphorically speaking and in my example of physically swimming so i'm going to take us through some a few four different parts and breaking this down a little bit but i just always like to give us a preface if you're new here if you haven't been following for a while just so you know um why when i always refer to this model i always just like to give like a one second or one minute recap what the ace model is because i'm really going to keep going back to that today but it is awareness which is the a the C is commitment and E is excellence. So we have this ACE model inside Team Elevate. And I have this diagram to help. I, I kind of like pictures and I think it helps me understand it better. So I have, and I talked about, I think I, I pretty much talk about it in every podcast, but it's okay because it's always good for the rem to remember, right? That we have the island of awareness and that's where we have, we bring it to consciousness and we get curious of what's happening. And this is where I'm going to spend a lot of time with, this is actually where we spend the most time is the C of C's. And what I'm really going to be talking about in the COCs today is, of course, we have commitment because that's how we change. But it's the uncertainty and the um, how uncomfortable we are. That's what I want to talk about when we're swimming and actually when we're doing the deeper dive work. And I mean, there's tons of C's that we talk about. I mean, this complexity, change, complicated, chaos, all the things that I always talk about. But we're going to talk, we're going to really focus on the uncertainty and the uncomfortable part of doing this work to, to get to excellence, right. To get to improvement. And that's what, when I finished my swim, I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm getting closer to excellence. Like I did this really uncertain work. I mean, when you put your head in the water, 
you can't breathe, right? Until you get back up to breathe again. So talk about uncertain. Every time you every time you have to go under the surface and put your head under the water, you're uncertain about breathing. I mean, because that's how we feel really safe is when we can breathe, right? <laughs> so yeah. But that is when I have what I have. We have our island of awareness and then we have our CSCs. It's a big body of water. It's a sea that separates us to excellence. And we we don't get there by just looking at this beautiful body of water. We have to get in the water. And that's uncertain to start with. A lot of times when you get into a sea, it's dark. <laughs> it's cold. You don't know the sharks are there. You don't know the undergrounds, any of that, right? That's all uncertain because that's under the surface. And that's the work that we do for our for our own improvement. And the first thing I want to talk about so now you know the model that we're using, but I want to talk about this. The first thing, think about the tip of an iceberg, right? So we can see the tip of the iceberg. We can see the very tip and that's the consciousness that we can see. It's it's a lot of the external work and the below the surface of the iceberg, it was huge. That's the unconscious. It's the invisible work It's below the surface. So think of it like that. So a lot of times when people come to me, they come to me with the tip of the iceberg problem, right? It's that they want to work on their exercise, starting it, getting it better, trying to get qualifications for different times for things like all different levels, right? And they come to me with food. They see themselves on the, in the mirror. They see themselves on the scale and that's external. They can get some data from the scale. They can get, I don't know what, it's, it's external because what they see in the mirror, but it's a lot of the internal talk. So it's kind of goes both ways. But they come to me with that. So they come to me with the tip of the iceberg thing they want to work on. It's a great place to start, right? Because I always say behavior is what we we look at, which then will help us dive deeper into what's really happening. And like even the book that we're reading this month called Good Inside by Dr. Becky Kennedy, she talks about behavior is a clue into what's happening, right? So it's not like that's wrong to have the tip of the iceberg, see the tip of the iceberg. But that's the first thing I want to talk about is that the tip of the iceberg is just the beginning of it. That's that's the part that we're conscious of. And it, like for what really set me off on a spin, which is getting kind of personal, but I we had an amazing Bear Lake retreat. I loved the retreat, but it set me into a spin of a lot of different things. And everyone from externally, like they're like, it looked awesome. Like the, you know, all the food was great. The exercise was great. The people were great. And it wasn't even actually the retreat itself. But when I dive, when I took a deeper dive and, and asked what was lying beneath the surface, there was a lot of stuff that came up for me. And that's the work that I was doing. That was like, I didn't really want to do the work. <laughs> that's how we're going to dive deeper because the iceberg, I could have just been like, this is great, right? Like, I mean, everyone said it looked great. Everything was great. But there was something below that, that I, most of the time I want to have an exit, avoid it and the exit strategy. But I'm like, no, like everyone is growing at their own pace. And a lot of the things ever since I started doing life coaching in 2020, I mean, it started with my mom dying in 2018, but in 2020, there's a lot of stuff that has happened beneath the surface, the invisible work that people don't see that has changed me. And I'm like, why would I stop now? Even though it's uncomfortable, why would I stop now? And so I'm like, no, I'm going to do this invisible work. I'm going to see what was happening underneath the surface of like, when it looks, you know, the, the tip of the iceberg looks okay, but what is underneath here? And um, that is what I really want to impress upon people is that it's okay to have these external things to see the tip of the iceberg, but the way we're going to really understand ourselves really change because the tip of the iceberg is really small. 
And what, what the underneath part of the iceberg is really, really big. And it's, we have this consciousness, the tip of the iceberg, but we have to, when we get to the sea of seas, it's like we're diving deeper and all the stuff that lies in the, under the unconscious, we are bringing it to the consciousness. And that is sometimes, and most of the time, uncomfortable right? So, un, but then the comfortable is the C too, right? So it's the uncomfortable that we get into and very uncertain because we don't really know what we're going to discover sometimes. And so that is, that's the first part of the iceberg. And then I want to go on to still, still keeping the analogy of assuming um, when we go below the surface. So as I was saying, and I'm going to keep referring back to this example, because it really was so profound for me that when we go below the surface, we actually can make change because like I said, when I first started swimming, I had to get underwater swimming techniques. Um, coaches um, film me underwater because you can't see a lot from the top. And so what was lying below that was what I really want to work on to become a better swimmer is really what we call the pole. And it, it's like what really propels you and that happens under the surface. And that is the same in our life is that, what we're going to do on the inside work, how we dive deeper, it will have us finding um, this awareness. So then, we, so when we find awareness, right, we have to, we kind of pop back to the island of awareness, but we begin to get this self-awareness. We start understanding our thoughts and our feelings. And this is the part, as we pause, we kind of just flip back to the self-awareness part into the island is that I had to do this work is that I was in so much judgment, right? And when I'm in judgment, I go below the surface. And this is when I want to exit. I go below the surface when I'm, even when I'm swimming, I'm like, I don't think I can finish this 200 because it's too hard to swim. I'm like, when can I, okay, stop at the 100, right? My mind starts doubting, but that's when we dive deeper and we go under the surface and we're like, okay, wait a minute. Let's, I can do this, right? I'm not going to judge myself. Like I am strong enough to like do this work and I have to be compassionate to be like, okay, let's just see how far you can get. Maybe you can't get 200. Maybe you're going to stop breathing. And like, luckily I could touch the bottom if I needed to. Right. And so I'm like, but when I judge myself, then it's too much pressure and it actually starts closing in on me. It doesn't open up. So we have, we get more aware. This is the, this is how you go under the surface is using the self-awareness as we explore our emotions and our thoughts, understanding what our motives are. And that and we learn to get techniques, but um, it's that we become. I just wanted to do for my work when I was doing. When I was like, "What is happening? Like this? There's this so much unconscious unsettledness, and I had to bring some of these things up to consciousness." And that was harder than my swim. Okay, <laughs> even though my swim was hard that day, that was harder than my swim. But as I started like letting the judgment come. And I was like doing the work because a lot of times I just, am like, even when I swim, like recently before I had that really good swim, I'd be like, I don't care. I'm just going to show up and do this. And it's not really going to be that. I'm just going to check the clock, you know, be consistent, which is still good, but I'm not really probably going to make a lot of improvements, but I was like, no, this time I'm going to see what's going to happen. And it was, it was really uncomfortable metaphorically speaking and probably more metaphorically speaking, uncomfortable than even the swim. But I stayed there long enough and I see this in my clients that they'll do. I mean, I see it when they swim. Yes, true. Cause a lot of them are triathletes, but even when I see them do the work and I see them start to, okay. So they start running, right? That does not, nothing's below the surface, but as they start running, they start moving their body. They're working on the tip of the iceberg. Cause that's what they come to me for. 
there's this part where you start connecting with yourself as you start doing these things that you start taking care of yourself. You work on, you know, the personal development of trying to get faster. You do an exercise plan that I put you on or fitness plan. Right. But then you start getting curious to be like, as you start to connect with yourself, you get curious as different things start happening. And when you go deeper onto the surface, and and we're going to talk about the third step being embracing that discomfort, but you go below the surface, there is a part of you that comes alive. There's a lot of emotion that comes out there, but you realize that you're no longer kind of dead inside, kind of dying inside. And it is amazing to watch this change, this transformation happen to my clients. That makes all of it worth it. Because like I said, when I was doing the swim, there was a little bit of seed of possibility. And if I can get my clients to see that there's a seed of possibility as they go below the surface, they begin to find that possibility in the discomfort of it all. They find possibility. And that is a gift that is priceless. So when we get to the third part of it, though, we embrace the discomfort of it. And I've used, I've said this before when we talk about embracing, but when we embrace, we hug, right? We actually engulf in and take it in. So we embrace the discomfort. And another way I like to say it is I'm getting comfortable with the discomfort. And how we do that in a physical sense is that we practice swimming, <laughs> we practice putting our head under the water and getting comfortable with breathing in the water so that we can come up and get our breath and go back in, right? We practice over and over again, but we also practice being uncomfortable down there, right? We practice that. So we get more and more like comfortable with that, but it's still like, I mean, I've been doing this for a long time and it's still like, there's still discomfort that happens, but we train our brain to know that it's going to be okay, that we're going to be okay to do this work that I'm going to match my, like, I'm going to breathe, put my head under the water. I'm going to come up and breathe. I'm going to match my rhythm with my stroke. So I can keep doing this over and over again, but that takes practice. That takes training. And that's what I want to tell people when we go beneath the surface we want to be like, oh my gosh, this is really hard. I can't breathe. And I better come up for air and I better stop or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, for sure have air, right? Make sure we're breathing. Actually physically make sure we're breathing. And when it kind of gets a lot too much, we want to actually go into the body more so than the head. We want to take those breaths and then come back again. But even in swimming, we have to take that breath, right? And then we go again. But when we when we have this discomfort, and that is like being in the CSCs, is that so, so many times, I don't know if we're sold this idea that like somehow it should be comfortable when change happens. It's not comfortable. I'm trying to tell you that. Like you don't, um, like when you're in the comfort zone, you don't, you don't have the growth because you just stay there and there's not, there's the growth, you know, as I'm just going to take off a tangent, but as you lift weights, you're breaking down the muscle and then the, you recover and that's what grows your muscle. Right. But you have, you have to have this challenge to actually get to a place where you can grow it. So it's in the embracing of that discomfort. It is me pulling through the water. It is me staying out of judgment as I try to unwind the thoughts that got me to a place of doubt or got me to a place of, um, yeah, just a lot, a lot of like not feeling like I could do it. Right. A lot of questioning how this was going to happen. And a lot of old stories came up and my old stories come up a lot, especially like when you start and I'm running a team and I'm trying to do a family, I'm trying to be a triathlete, I'm trying to do all these things. Um, I'm surprised at how many thoughts old stories will come up that I don't realize are old stories and how much they take me out. And this time around, like, even though it was painful, I actually uncovered some stories 
that were super interesting that I saw in a new light for the very first time. I'm 47, right? And I've had this story in my mind since I literally since I can remember being a little girl. And um, I was curious enough to get a, a bigger insight this time around, which for me is that a life feeling. It's for me, it's like finishing that 200 and seeing my time like what I want it to be. That's what it felt like to me. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I stayed here long enough to figure this out. I'm so glad I went below the surface enough to figure this out. Like that's my little tiny island of excellence in this whole scenario. And is is took me a while. Like I, I was telling some of my friends, I'm like, I'm surprised, which I should never be surprised. Like that it like to get here, like I keep getting here. But for everyone, when we start doing this work, when we, you know, the tip of the iceberg, we start taking in our food or exercise and we're like, okay, I'm working on this. And then we start to connect ourselves and things start coming out. And we're and sometimes we want to be surprised, like, why am I still having this discomfort? Like I feel like I've been doing this for a while. But it's it's the way, it's the way of our the ability to evolve that this is going to come up. So I need to, I want to work on not being surprised when stuff comes up again. And for all of you, as you dive deeper, instead of, I, I want to offer you suggestions, instead of being surprised, being like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad because, because there is going to be something that comes out of this. This is the uncertain and the discomfort and the uncomfortable part that's actually growing me. That's going to take me to another level of aliveness or another, another way to put it is Island of Excellence. So really being able to do that work and staying there and knowing like you can come up for air, like you don't have to stay there forever, but you come up and take a breath and then keep doing the work. So that's the third part is like, we just need to embrace that discomfort, getting comfortable with the discomfort. And then the fourth is, is just, is always staying curious and realizing involvement is what we're here to do. And when we stay curious, that's what I told you, like this time, like I always want to have an exit strategy. You know, even my 200s, like maybe I'll do 100 or I had to do, I think nine 200s after I did my fifties and my 25s. And I'm like, maybe I'll only do like five, right? I wanted to have an exit strategy, (laughs) which we can, like we can tell ourselves we can get out of it. But when we say like, I can have an exit strategy, I could get out of this and I could stop the discomfort and just go back to living like normal and just keep acting like everything's fine and just, you know, let, just keep all the external stuff looking good, but don't do the internal work. I could do that. But the thing is, is that I know that being curious that I'm going to find, first I'm going to find connection to myself and I'm going to find that aliveness. I'm going to find the thing that sets my heart on fire. I'm going to connect more to me and I'm going to find this desire to keep elevating, to keep evolving. And that's what I want to continue to find. When I feel like it's not there, I just want to be like, oh, it's, it's not working. But I'm like, it's probably actually now the disconnect from something I don't want to look at, from something that feels too painful. So I want to avoid it. But I'm like, no, I want to like actually lean into it, stay curious, stay willing to evolve. And that's what I want to tell people. And when my clients come, you know, when I was doing this work, I was, well, I was doing this work. My husband was driving, we were driving on our retreat. <laughs> I was like, you didn't know that you're going to be a life coach today. He was like, so cute. But I was like, who knew this was going to be my session, you know, but doing this work and getting curious and evolving is what he's like, tell me about some, tell me about some people on your team that have changed. And I started naming these people. And I was like, this is powerful work. It's what we do inside the team is that like, I mean, I do want to help you externally change, right? I do want to help you with your food and your exercise. I do want to do that, but I know that there's deeper connection that happens. I know that there's deeper change and the real way we change is going below the surface. And so when I told him like the people that had really gone below the surface, I was like, okay, there's possibility for them. And there's possibility for me. That was really like a really powerful connection. 
And so I just want you to think about this as I wrap up is just, I, I get to work with women and I see their stories of change. I get to see how they've gone below the surface and I'm my best student. So I, I, I don't just say words. I don't just write words out. I really like fill them with my heart. I do this. I do the same work that I'm offering you to do because that's why I can see that it really works. But for all of you, I mean, it's okay to be scared when we go under the surface, right? It's okay to choose courage and bravery, even with the fear being there. But the reason why I challenge you to go under the surface, because that's where the work happens. And that's where the, how you propel forward. And that's how you make progress, progress. And that's how you get to real change. You unwind what's underneath there and you will change. And you don't have to keep going back to just doing the surfacing, the tip of the iceberg and wondering why it's not working because you've gone deep enough to figure it all out. And it comes in layers, you know, like we were coaching at the retreat and someone, someone was coaching on food and someone commented, yeah, well, and if you keep doing this, you actually get to figure out more, like what are some of the unconscious thoughts you're thinking? And I'm like, yeah, like you started the tip of the iceberg, you work on that. And as you get more and more comfortable with the discomfort, you go ask why, you know, why is this happening? Why you go like, we call it seven layers of why. So you go down deeper and deeper and deeper. Right. But it all comes in time, but we have to be willing to start, right? We have to be willing to get aware, be curious, and then dive into the seas of seas and dive into that uncertainty and into that uncomfortable space to find this aliveness, which I call up, which I call Island of Excellence. And it's afforded to all of us. And I want you to do this work. I want you to go below, below the surface. If you're a swimmer, you know what I'm talking about. If you're not a swimmer, go get in a lake, go get an ocean <laughs> anyways, but do this work, push yourself out of your comfort zone. That's where in the sea of seas, that's where it happens. That's where the magic happens. The chaos will happen and it will, it will turn into magic. And I really want to encourage you. I'm here to support you. That's what, that's what we have this team. We're getting ready to open up the team. So if you're interested and you want to do this work, you want the support of all of us because we know that this gets challenging. That's where the challenges are. That's what changes us. Come inside the team. Wait for It will be opening soon. Come to the retreat in October. It's in a few more weeks. And until I see you again, tell you we have the episode comes out again. Keep elevating. I'll be back again next week. Bye-bye. How would you like to be a part of a team that elevates your life? That is what we do inside Team Elevate. And I would love for you to come be a part of it. Some of the things that we do inside the team is we create meal plans that work for your life. I also help you create exercise plans. And if you have signed up for a race, we design a plan that will get you across the finish line. The other thing we do in there is weekly group coaching. We have an option for one-on-one coaching. We do live retreats. We do ski trips. We get together and celebrate the bodies that we have and the things that we can do in our lives. And inside there, when we begin to work on our food and our exercise, and we strengthen our body and our mind, we see how it elevates the relationship we have with us. And in turn, it elevates all the other relationships in our life. So if you are interested in being a part of this team, we would love to have you. You can get onto my website at camibanks.com. That's Cami with a K. Or if you just want to jumpstart your weight loss right now, you can jump onto my Instagram at camibankscoaching and grab my free meal plan. So thank you so much for listening. 
If you enjoy this podcast, I would love for you to follow it so you never miss an episode. And I'll love for you to rate and review it so others can find this and it can enhance their lives. And most of all, thanks for sharing your time with me today. Bye-bye.